All right. Well, welcome everyone. Um, we are live with uh, Chance Theater and we're streaming onto Anaheim Community Foundation's page. And this is all part of the Impact Anaheim Giving Day series. So I'm so excited uh, today to talk to Karen and Natalie, um, both with Chance Theater. Hi, ladies. How are you? Great. Thank you. Great. Good. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing good. Welcome. So my first question usually is, is this your first live broadcast interviewing live well i've been teaching through zoom oh, okay <laughs> and i'm an, i'm an administrator so i feel like zoom is my new life great yeah but oh zoom live yeah zoom it's live? my new awesome. life awesome yeah okay well that's good that's good yeah. well um no no pressure um <laughs> you know just uh everyone we're having fun and uh, i'll be monitoring here you know who's who's joining us and uh, any questions that might come through but uh the whole point is to have fun and to learn more about the organizations that are doing amazing work in anaheim as we prepare for the upcoming giving day so i've got karen who um you work for chance theater i'll give you a moment to introduce yourself and then natalie you are a parent of one of the programs so this is really actually a treat for me this is the first time uh an organization has brought on you know a recipient of the programming which i think is it's so great to hear those testimonials so i'm excited to hear everything you guys have to share um so let's start with karen why don't you talk about yourself and um, what you do for chance theater um, and then about chance theater and let's start with pre-covid yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So talk about, you know, there's all yourself all about Chance Theater and um, the mission and, and why you exist. Yeah, great. Thank you. I'm uh, I'm the education director at the theater and the theater is located in Anaheim Hills. But we are um, we are one of the leading ensemble driven theater companies in Southern California. And we are also the resident theater for Anaheim, which we are very proud. Yes. Um, yeah. So um, our, I'm gonna, I'll talk a little bit about our education programs in a minute. I just wanna talk a little bit about our theater. Okay. Uh, the mission of the Chance Theater is to contribute to a more connected, compassionate, and creative community. And we try to do that through all of our play selections, through all of our musicals, all of the stories that we're telling. We try to do that by our ensemble-based company. Every company member really believes in our mission of bringing our community together. Yeah. Um, we believe um, we try to produce powerful, socially conscious, provocative, and intimate theater. Um, that means telling stories that maybe we're not seeing every day, making sure that we're being inclusive of all members of our community and, and get, getting those stories out there. Um, we try to generate participation and dialogue between our communities. Yeah. So anyone who's seen a, a show at our at our at our theater can tell you that we do talkbacks afterwards, conversations with the artists, conversations with the designers to gain a yeah. better understanding and perspective of the stories we're telling. We uh, nurture and support local artists, something that's really important. Mm -hmm. And we really try to inspire and empower young minds uh, creatively through our, our theater company. So uh, that's, that's something that's really important for us is being a part of the community and not just being a part of the community, but helping to facilitate these very important conversations. And that's been a part of our mission since day one. Yeah, and 
I've got to tell you, so I've been to Chance Theater. I, I grew up in Anaheim and I don't live too far. I live in Fullerton now, not too far from Chance Theater. And I had the amazing opportunity to go see Ragtime. Mm -hmm. And also, the, you know, Teen Speak Up um, program you're going to talk about here in a minute. And yes, I 100%, you guys definitely um, aren't afraid to be provocative. And, and I love the talkbacks. I love... Yeah that conversation afterwards. Um, I was actually there on closing night. So it was the last time that it was running mm -hmm. and there was some amazing and inspiring conversation that was going on and it's probably needs to happen again. <laughs> yeah, we need to keep going. And yeah. even as a company, we are, we are constantly working on ourselves and what can we do more of and, and how yeah. can we, we just had a, a meeting last Saturday to start mm -hmm. talking about what's happening and what can we do. And, and yeah. talking, letting some of our uh, BIPOC people of color in our in our chance and our community really speak to us and inform us of how they're feeling right now, and that is so important. And we try to make sure that that trickles down and that that is in every part of our organization. And we're all learning, and right. and we take that responsibility of what we're learning to help mm -hmm. our community around us in their own struggles and understanding that. Um, through a bravery, through provocative storytelling, through understanding, we can yeah. build empathy. And that's so important right now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so talk about uh, the youth programs. You know, so part yeah, of Impact so Anna, Anaheim is our youth. Programs, mm -hmm. uh, for all of our education programs, and we have several different programs, um, we really want to start to put a different framework on what theater is. So you'll notice that a lot of our programs might be storytelling for our young kids, might be storytelling instead of acting technique, right? Mm -hmm. it, it may be um, everything that we learn that we're teaching our young students is a skill set that they need for life. Mm -hmm. right? we all, we've all been in those situations where people say, be more confident. I don't know what that means. Like, we're. <laughs> right? yeah. So we hope that by empowering our students that that confidence and, and teaching them how to use their toolbox of their body and their voice can help them to fake confidence or it can help them to feel more comfortable in their in their skin. So all of our programs are designed to give students a skill set to survive life, not just necessarily to be on stage. However, we are a professional theater and we're very proud of that. So we make sure that the level of what we're teaching is always very high. And we always bring in the top teaching artists and the best people in our community because we are fortunate to have so many amazing professional artists that we can tap into. So, um, so that's just really important is that we're looking at theater and not just looking at theater in a way that is for actors, but theater is an, a community of artists yeah. that come together with their unique talents and tell a story whether you are the set designer, the stage manager, the sound designer, every role is important and every role is unique. And there's so many education programs out there that do a fantastic job, but they just focus on that one role of theater. Mm -hmm. And and there's so these kids have so many talents and, and they deserve a, a place to be able to explore those talents where mm -hmm. weight is given to the storytelling of playwriting. I mean, yeah. how important is that? And making sure that we can provide them with an outlet. Yes, it, it's and I just want to add, it's also a release in a time where I think youth and, and even adults sometimes feel very um, stunted in their ability to release emotion, release feelings, to talk about things. Um, and art does that, just all art, you know, like the theater is one avenue, but I, I know art is something that is uh, 
something that we've lost and we don't put as much value on anymore, even in our schools. You know, you see programs that go away and unfortunately it's it's in the arts. And so you're really providing, you're, you're filling that gap um, for these youth that, that love drama and theater, but it's now turned into a club on campus yeah. versus, versus a class. Right. You know, when right. I was in high school, it, it was a class. I remember friends in theater and now it's a club. Right. right? Or there's this and, idea that you have to be the theater person or you have to be mm -hmm. a type of person and, and it's where everybody's welcome and how you express yourself is welcome. There's a spot for you in our community. Yeah. Natalie, you wanted to say something? I was, I was going to say it's a, a really important creative outlet for a population of people who are not known <laughs> to yeah. express their feelings, their emotions easily, the teenagers, yeah. it gives yeah. them a chance for their voice to be heard in mm -hmm. using their words. So it's it's yeah. not what they're seeing on television. It's not what somebody is assigning them. It's it's the stories of today that speak to them that they want to mm -hmm. that they want to tell you how they're feeling. So when yeah. we did the teen speak up, um, and I know Karen's going to get to the specific programs in a yeah. moment, but when we did the teen speak up, I think what surprised me was the range of topics. We had um, someone doc talking about the last time he saw his grandmother, which brought tears to my eyes. Someone talking and discussing her sexuality, which mm -hmm. how brave to do that with a live audience. Um, yeah. Then there was a, two kids who did this wonderful poem about what is is and, and it was just and what is poetry what is art it was it was mm -hmm. hilarious so it just really was just up and down of of what these kids wanted to talk about and even the spectrum speak up same thing there were kids who wanted to talk and get deep into what it means to be autistic and what that feels mm -hmm. like how that feels to them and then there were other children who traveled back in time to world war one I, I think and, and my son was in that one and and then there's a superhero aspect of it so it was just the diversity of what these kids want to talk about mm -hmm. in a time in their lives when they don't always want to talk i think is yeah. the important thing Sometimes yeah. we get out of their way. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. 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 <laughs> Natalie, um, you know, say more about you, um, as a parent and and how you came to you know learn about the Speak Up program and what it's what it's done for your your child, but also for you to see, you know, the emotions and acting out and you know what does that do afterwards? You know, what, what, how does it spark conversation even in your home? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So I have two children. Um, mm -hmm. I, I've, I'm right around the corner from Chance. I know Chance. Mm -hmm. I've gone to uh, programs at Chance. That's how I actually met Karen. Was a she was mm -hmm. in a, a show at Chance. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm right around the corner. So I, I've always, and I, I'm a musical theater person. So I've, I've always mm -hmm. supported um, the programs there. But um, I read about um, this. I knew about Speak Up, but we, you know, did dance over the summer or, you know, we, we did other summer programs. What caught my eye and what really spoke to me was when they did the Spectrum Speak Up. So it was for okay. children who are on the um, autism spectrum. And it was um, something that appealed to me because my son doesn't do the summer programs the way my daughter does. He, he's usually mm -hmm. at home. Um, so in partnership with the Orange County Asperger's Support Group, uh, Chance mm -hmm. Theater um, has allowed this partnership to happen. Now, someone who has a child with special needs, we are used to paying 
for things out of our pockets. Um, mm. Medication, special therapies, horse therapy, music therapy, you name it. <laughs> yeah. for it. Um, so when it when I learned about Orange County, Asperger's supporting the Chance Theater with this and made this okay. program available to parents, of course, I was like, this is wonderful. And, and you know, told my friends about it. Yeah. What I saw for the Spectrum Speak Up made me tell my daughter, hey, you know what? Even though we we knew about Speak Up before, I saw the value of it, again, of giving those kids a voice. So my daughter did Speak Up last year. And she wanted, I asked her, is there anything you want me to say to everybody? She said, let them know that I have been looking forward to this since last summer. Because it was her form of therapy. It was Mm -hmm. her way of connecting back to her creative core. And as other things have fallen by the wayside, her writing and her performing have stayed consistent. And I think um, that is something as a a mom of a teenager, I, I want to see them pursuing something that gives them that internal happiness. So both of my kids are doing it again this year. It'll be my son's third year with Spectrum Speak Up and my daughter's second year with Speak Up. That's wonderful. Oh, that's so great to hear. And and you said you've noticed their, um, uh, you said the writing, and so it's affected them academically too. It sounds like yes, they they do have they have to go to performing arts high school, but not okay. for writing. The, my son is in an acting conservatory. My daughter oh, is okay. in integrated arts conservatory. So it goes right along with our philosophy and our house. Yeah. We're big musical theater. We're big creative arts. That's great. Um, we we allow our children to explore that that side of their personality. Um, okay. But both conservatories don't focus on on writing, and I think mm. that that's the important part. Is although they, uh, my daughter did not perform any of her pieces, the fact mm-hmm. that she was able to write them, um, yes. what was interest to her, they had to bring a newspaper article that was of interest to them. The topic yeah. she chose surprised me. Um, it was even something I was even realizing was that she even knew about, even though uh-huh. like, they're, they're older. But, it, you know, yeah. I, I didn't realize that they know about, you know, starving children and, and war in other countries. I, I I didn't realize that they knew about that. So it did spark yeah. that conversation of, oh, you, you, you're you aware of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and then I'd, I'd get the lecture <laughs> that, that yeah. we're not talking about and we're not doing anything about it. But um, yeah. it was it was just, it helped me see that they had a broader lens to the world. Um, and again, for my son, he ended up writing about a superhero and just as he went on this grand adventure and there, I think it was a part two the second year, mm-hmm. so yeah. three. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so- no, so no, that I remember, I recall in the, so you do a t- talk back, right, after mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Teen Speak Up, well, which I I think is awesome. And I do, I do remember that um, learning that not every teen, uh, it, just because you wrote it doesn't mean you directed yeah. it, yeah. and it doesn't mean that you also performed in it. So Karen, um, talk more about the program. Yeah, if I can, we have. Our Team Speak Up program is going on its 16th summer. It's been happening for mm-hmm. quite a while. And um, the philosophy of the program is to empower its participants. Um, we believe that if we can help the kids to tell their stories and share their stories, that it can do multiple things. One, they can start. some of them can start identifying, well, maybe that's my parents' story, and maybe my mm-hmm. story is going to start somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, or identifying, maybe that was my last chapter, and now I can move on from that. 
Sometimes when it becomes bigger than us, when we know that I'm going to share this story to help someone younger than me or for someone else who may be feeling the same way, that's quite Mm -hmm. very empowering. Um, It's really important that we're sharing and that as a teaching artist, that we're providing an atmosphere that makes it safe for the students to share their own experience. Mm -hmm. It also helps to build a more empathetic community to them. Mm -hmm. This program started in Anaheim, but we did open it up to other parts of Orange County because we realized so many programs were keeping these kids in little bubbles. And if we want yeah. them to be more empathetic, how important is it for some of our students from some of the wealthier parts of Orange County to be in a program where their friends are going to work afterwards, where they're talking about what's happening in their homes. So if yes. we want these kids to grow and learn about each other, we have to get them together in order to do that. Right. So And, and on average, how many students do you bring together every summer? So last year we had 42 in our program and we divided that into two separate programs by age. So um, okay. age seven through uh, entering into grades seven through nine and then 10 through 12. Okay. We realized um, from doing our, our and that's, um, we had more applicants than that. Um, and we also had, and that's how many we had performing in our final production. So we did have um, some kids that were not able to complete the program, but we definitely get a, a big need, a big influx of students who would like to do the program. Uh, we realized several years ago when we started getting students with special needs join our program, the importance of, of and the, talking to the parents about how they needed this program. Mm-hmm. We had 20 kids in the classroom and one teaching artist. We couldn't give that student what they needed, and it really broke our heart. So mm-hmm. we started reaching out in the community, and we were just so delighted that Orange, um, Orange County Asperger's Support Group stepped up and started helping us to fund our Spectrum Speak Up program. Right, wonderful. Yeah, and it's the same idea, you know, just like how our audience leaves floored that teenagers are writing this and having the bravery to share their true yeah. stories. The, the Spectrum program has changed me as a teacher. It's changed me as a person because these kids are sharing in such an honest and real way, whether it makes it to the stage or not, right? Some kids don't want their writing to make it to the stage, but we still talk about it and we still explore it in the classroom. And the things that they've that I've learned from them, um, I'll give you an example. I'm a toucher. I'm a hugger. I'm a I'm a big. <laughs> I'm an Italian from Philadelphia. Uh, you know, we touch. And yeah. and the students started explaining to me and writing and they and sharing with our audience of why they don't like to be touched and what that touch feels to them and. Mm-hmm. and some of our girls our first summer actually explored that in a theatrical piece where they use lights and sounds and what we can do in the theater to create how it feels to them. Mm. And I learned from them. And when I went back to my classroom in the fall and I asked my students, how, do you guys mind being touched here? All the hands went up. And and that's not something that I would have thought of. That's not something. Yeah. You know, obviously we're, we're appropriate with touch, but light touches on the arms and light touches. How many of our kids, it takes nothing to say, okay, we have a rule in our class that you say, can I touch you? And then you can. Yeah. And I'm surprised at the amount of students that say, no, please don't. That's important. That's yes, important. it is. And if these students, mm-hmm. and now, and it takes nothing out of my class time. Mm-hmm. The simple rule we put in place in the beginning and, and, and then that's just in place for the year. Mm-hmm. So. That's just one example of when these kids speak up, how we can all make a more inclusive environment. And with just knowledge, with just information and knowledge. Now my classroom's safer for everyone. 
And these yeah. people have to say, I don't feel comfortable. And we don't put a spotlight on them for mm -hmm. comfortable. It's up to yeah. all of us to create the space. And Definitely. yeah, and if these brave students didn't speak up and tell me that, mm -hmm. then um, I, I might still be in my class and go, come on, we're actors. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Also, um, I just want to say our Speak Up program is in three branches, actually. We have our Team okay. Speak Up, our Spectrum Speak Up, and we also do Veterans Speak Up. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yes, our I veterans, do remember that. Yeah, our Veterans Speak Up program is going into its sixth session this year, and um, we may be doing a virtual uh, form of it in the fall. Um, and what we do is we meet with vets for six weeks. They share mm -hmm. their stories. This is a little, the focus on this isn't in, isn't, is not on performing. Mm -hmm. but we do, um, after six weeks of sharing our stories and, and just giving them that space to uh, be heard and to mm -hmm. hear each other and um, to create that community for them, we then put them on stage either at the chance. Uh, last year we partnered with Nixon Library and we mm -hmm. bring the community together to hear their stories. Again, awesome. much needed empathy in our community and to help with that conversation. Yeah, I think it goes back to, you know, what both of you said about telling a story. I think we are losing stories. We're losing, you know, the important stories and we're losing, you know, really the foundation as to why we think what we think today. And it we won't know if we don't allow ourselves to tell a story, but even with our youth specifically, the emotion behind the stories that they're feeling. Um, so Natalie, you know, when you're um specifically the, the for the teen speak up is it your daughter or son my daughter daughter my daughter you know, talk about it from a parent perspective you know she's been a part of it for a couple years now but even from from the start to finish of the how long is it karen how long is the six weeks six weeks yeah. as a parent do you do, do you see her changing molding being you know like in her head more? like what what are the things that you see throughout that six weeks in your child. So um, if anyone in the audience has teenagers, they know that they are not the easiest things to wake up in the morning on a summer. Yeah. So the yeah. first day, it was a it was a kicking and dragging. I think the program starts at 12, which is about, you know, wake up time for her. Um, yeah. I knew we found a place where she felt loved, where she felt accepted, mm -hmm. where she felt empowered when mm -hmm. one day she yelled at me that I was going to make her late. She was oh. up, ready and dressed at 11.30, yelling at me that she was going to be late. We live two minutes from the theater. I could leave my house at 12 and get there at 12. <laughs> and I knew then that we found a place. Um, when she was begging me, a few, a couple, the kids said, you know, they were hanging out in between shows, begged yeah. me, could she please go hang out? And I said, well, okay, you know, I guess so. I don't really know these kids, but sure, why not? Go ahead. Yeah. And kept in contact with them all year and is already texting them very excited to come back. Um, oh, so wonderful. you do see that creativity unleashed. And because of when you're doing what you love, when you're doing what you were meant for, just naturally the anxiety and depression that a lot of our teens are suffering with, it will mm -hmm. decrease because they have yeah. this safe outlet. I, I, I want to almost say it's like like therapy in, in a way because they're allowed yeah. to talk about what's in their heart in a safe place where people aren't going to make 
Yeah. They're, they're not going to make them, they're not going to belittle them. And that's right. I, what I think the most, one of the most important things that um, the Speak Up program does is mm-hmm. it's, you know, it allows those outlandish ideas to come there and it's like, okay, let's, let's, how can we work with that? How can we tell that story? Let's mold that a yeah. little bit. And, um, you know, j- children were dealing, there was a one that I remember they were talking about immigration. There was a, mm-hmm. a, a, as I said, a gender identity one where somebody wasn't identifying as either gender. And this is what is real to them. This is what they're thinking about. Um, And it's important that we give them that space to express themselves. Yes. I, amen. And I agree with you. My background um, is in human services and counseling. And when I went to speak up and I, I mean, I was, there were moments I was crying. Yes. And then there were moments when I was enraged and there, and and this is all coming from teens, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, teens on the stage. And what I was so inspired by is that they weren't afraid. And I think they weren't afraid because they had, they had been coached and mentored for six weeks to, to tell the story. And, and, and also, you know, you, Karen, from what I understand, you guys helped them in the creative aspect of it. Um, But, and, and I agree it is therapeutic. And I know this because in my coursework, um, the one class that I was, like eh, iffy about going in, but but when it was done, I'm like, I'm a believer was play therapy mm-hmm. and learning about the sand tray and giving kids time to play and put their emotions through, you know, through something else other than just words. And even in talk therapy, we want to go on and on about how, oh, just talk about it, just talk about it, talk about it. But when you don't know how, mm-hmm. uh, you don't know the words, you don't even know the feeling inside you, you need another outlet. And you guys are providing that that outlet to, to be free, to be safe. Um, I'm, I'm curious though, how how the kids feel, feel in the moment acting it out, you know, wondering like, what's my mom gonna think about this one? Or what's my, you know, what are my, we build, my family? We really like? build to that. Um, we yeah. really build to that. And, you know, putting them yeah. in control, putting them in control yeah. of that and saying, and that's yeah. why it's, you don't have to act in it. So sometimes, some yes. we've had in the past where kids are like, don't put my name with that, but I want the words out there. And that's okay too. That's great. So um, yeah. they don't all perform their own work. Some of them want to, and they have mm-hmm. that to too. But some of them yeah. can't. Some of them want someone yeah. else to do it. Or they- And that's a great- In a scene, and they we put yeah. all the things on the scene. And, and they, so we give it, it's yeah. at their speed. It's at their time. Absolutely. And I think that's a great skill set too is, so, you know, just because you're the best writer, you may not be the best director of, of mm-hmm. how to portray the story. And so I even I was, um, uh, it, it was interesting to hear that when a, a, one of the performers said, yeah, you know, that was my story and I actually wouldn't have thought to do it that way. But when they decided to, I'm like, oh, that actually works. And theater it, is so collaborative as yes. It is just so collaborative, and and that's a, that's the lesson too that we try to teach them is that everybody here has value, and we always say ensemble, right, instead of cast, yeah. because ensemble is everybody coming together with what makes them unique and special to create something together, and that's really really important. Yeah, yeah. you know something that's interesting is um, we are talking about like the idea of like therapy and how it feels like therapy, mm-hmm. and what's what's different with the veterans program is it actually it's the it's because I'm not a therapist it's because I'm not trying to diagnose them and yeah. I'm giving them they're so used to being yeah. told how to fix their problems mm-hmm. that uh, just giving them that space to share with each other they mm-hmm. actually start to help each other so yeah. it's, it's it's interesting because um 
it's because I'm not a therapist sometimes that I'm not judging or trying to diagnose them and just listening and just listening with an open heart and with an empathetic ear. Sometimes that's all people need. And and part of therapy is just being validated. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's not even, I mean, there's been, I remember in my um, apprenticeship, you know, when I was in grad school, I remember there were times I never said a word in a group because they were doing it for themselves because it was all about just camaraderie of just not feeling alone in whatever issue they were talking about. And that and that's what you also bring by bringing the youth together and these teens together. One might be thinking it, but not sure anyone else is thinking it. And then the minute they put it out there, you know, another one, another one joins them and then another one joins them and says, hey, I want to be a part of this. So it's you're you're unifying them in in their discomfort and in their confusion. Which and is- always finding out what they need. The, the first mm-hmm. year we did the spectrum program um, was for me was just talking to parents. What do you need? Yeah. What does your child need? Listening to the kids. What do you need? And we designed that program really together. Um, yeah. Parents said we want our we want really want them to find connections. They have a hard time connecting at school. They have a hard time making friendships. Mm-hmm. How can we do that? How can we create space for them to do that, but stick to the structure that they need? And yeah. um, and that's what I think has really made the program successful is listening to the students and listening to the parents. Um, something that I wouldn't have thought of without the parents' insight is having we do an hour break in the Spectrum program for lunch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which, which I wouldn't have thought of, like for me, when the first year, but the parents said, no, they're gonna need time to decompress. They're going to need time to go on their that go on their devices if they want to to just sit down and a yeah. So by letting the parents be part of the program and how we shape the program has made it stronger. And that hour lunch has become the kids' favorite part. They mm-hmm. have big beanbag chairs spread out around the room, and yeah. the right away from the first part they started just coming together. And now they play games. They bring cards. They form these lovely, beautiful friendships. Yeah, we just got out of their way and let them and, and let that happen. And boy, are they focused when it comes time to creating. So yeah. there are that listening to them and what they need has been so important in these programs. Okay. Nice. Well, we've you've got some some people that are very, very grateful. Some comments are coming <laughs> in. So um, Rachel saying, you know, a place where she felt loved and accepted. So so grateful to Chance and the impact that that you're making on the community and Looks like Casey's, you know, following along too. Um, but yeah, take talking in a safe place about where you're feeling is very therapeutic, and I agree with that. It's uh, and 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 it's um, the hope is that it translates, right? You know, mm-hmm. Natalie, as a parent, you know, if mm-hmm. if if your child feels safe, I'm assuming your child feels safe to start somewhere, then they build confidence to then maybe take that home, um, and right, and have more, you know, more conversations because they're practicing it in their own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so let's um, segue a little bit to how are you guys doing <laughs> post COVID and how, how is this change? I mean, obviously the, the theater had to close. Yeah, um, you know, it's been really hard. A lot of artists, a lot of um, people who are really connected to our community and connected and, and now more than ever, we need this. And I know you we keep hearing now more than ever, but boy, do we need it now more than mm-hmm. ever to come together to listen and just and just see things from a perspective outside of your own yeah. and the conversations and we're still doing that in our in our theater company thank god yes. um, because we have a lot of growth i have a lot of growth that i still mm-hmm. do so i'm so grateful that our community and we just can't wait to get back to spreading our community out into the larger yeah. anaheim community 
just to talk a little bit about the the pro the, the speak up programs um, mm -hmm. uh, about, and then I'll go back to a little bit to talk about the theater and the larger day of giving, which okay. is, have a larger impact than just our, our education programs. Yeah. Um, Daryl Hovis is the uh, the Speak Up director, amazing teacher. He is really mm -hmm. a part of the program. He is so honest in his own life, so honest with the kids um, that he, they just can't wait to come back and see him. So um, unfortunately, he's still teaching, so he's not able to be here with us today. But yeah. uh, Daryl and I are, are educators, and we have similar philosophies of, of, okay, what do the kids need? And the first thing we said is we're not getting through this. We're not designing a program of, of trying to get through whatever's happening right now as fast as we can. We need to okay. be present. We need to yes. be here. We need to listen to our students and we need to design and provide them with a program that they need right now. Mm -hmm. So working on Zoom and teaching in this way, we realize this isn't going anywhere. Mm. These kids, people are learning, these kids are gonna be doing college interviews on here. They're gonna be yeah. doing, their job interviews, we're learning how to use this technology. Yeah. And just like we would teach them how to communicate on a stage, we need to teach them how to find their voice and get their voice through this box, how to engage mm -hmm. with that camera, how to come through it. So that's really important is yeah. helping them to use this technology. And for many of them, feel comfortable on it. I know I hated turning my camera on at first. <laughs> struggling with my students to turn your camera on, even though I get it, right? Even yeah. though I get it. Yeah. Um, even the, some of them, what we've asked them to do, share their stories, speak up. Well, if your mom's in the next room, yeah, you might want to do that. Right. It, so being sensitive and trying to design a program that's aware of their needs. Do we have device issues? Do we have yeah. privacy yeah. issues? Uh, are you working a job? Are you, in, are you watching your younger siblings? So we really approach this summer thinking about what do the kids need? What do they need? They need connection. Mm -hmm. they need yes. connection they need to find each other and share their stories and talk about that and realize that there's a community out there just like them and there's a community of adults who want to hear what they have to say so they need the connection they need the outlet and mm -hmm. we also immediately saw what an opportunity to elevate our education because we have this great community of artists who are available to us who may not be. We have playwrights zooming in to teach a playwriting course from New York City. Hey, we have nice. professional actors from New York. We have Tony nominated designers. We have some amazing members of our community who are really gonna be able to elevate the educational portion and provide these students with something pretty amazing this summer. So we saw opportunity in this. Again, not just getting through this, but what is what can we do right now that we couldn't do before and that we can do right now that can really make this this summer special. And I'm to be honest, I'm really excited about it. I'm excited. Awesome. Yeah. So then so then what I'm hearing is that the speak up program will be virtual. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, you know, we decided I know a lot of programs were not sure what they were gonna do with the summer. And I've been in several meetings with other organizations. Um, I think because our teaching artist team is teaching in this way, we're ready. We're, we're not coming in and having to learn the Zoom and learn all of this. We've been doing it. We've already been troubleshooting. We've already had a sense of how it's going to go. Um, okay. We've been communicating with our students. 
They love the Google forms. I'm sending them a lot. <laughs> but I'm learning so much from them. I'm learning okay. so much from the students who are telling me what their concerns are with moving the class to virtual, what they're excited okay. about. We're learning a lot. We're learning about, about what their experience has already been with distance mm -hmm. learning. So that's informing what we're how we're shaping the program. Got it. Okay. And um, does that change your um, number? of how many can or is it still 40 for whatever it's, you know what we've been we've been uh we're, we're doing information sessions another reason i've been really loving this the zoom this way because normally i would do phone interviews one-on-one -on -one with every student which is great which is really nice as well mm -hmm. but we've been doing these uh, zoom meetings we had several of them and i have a uh, four coming up two for our speak up and two for our spectrum program mm -hmm. and they've been smaller like 10 or so and they've been a mix of returning students and new students mm -hmm. these lovely conversations like we're having today where the returning students are talking about the program, the new students are able to, we can use the breakout rooms and do the interviews. Um, I can use shared screen, so I know they're really seeing the information. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so we've been doing information sessions, which have been really helpful. Uh, okay, and in terms of how many you're gonna accept though so for the, the upcoming? Yeah, so the numbers, right now it's interesting. We had, uh, we had a student zoom into one of our meetings from Pennsylvania, who would like oh. to join the program. Um, we've been, I, I've been talking to kids bright, broadening um, in, in Orange County as well. We're yeah. still putting our focus, you know, our focus is Anaheim. Mm -hmm. so we're still making sure that we're serving those, uh, our community here. And okay. we have a great relationship with teachers there. We are okay. doing pretty well. I would say our um, enrollment is, is uh, just slightly under what it was last year, which I think is fantastic considering we're going virtual. A lot of mm -hmm. the kids, you know, um, even a lot of the kids don't mind it as much as you think they do. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Some of them are just like, I'm okay with it. They're just kind of indifferent. Yeah, they're rolling with it. They're rolling yeah. with everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, they just had 12 um, weeks of online learning, so it's their right. new normal. And in yeah. our house, anyway, a sign gets put up that there's a Zoom meeting in progress and we're not allowed in. So you parents, go. give your there kids you the privacy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, it's fair, it's fair. Yeah. So and we're also making sure the program's super flexible. Yeah. So normally our students were divided by time. So, they, so the younger kids would come from 9 to 12, and then the older kids would be there from 1230 to, to 330. Okay. Our Zoom will be open all day. And oh, okay. The kids and there's different sessions and different things happening all day that they can zoom into. We do Got have it. a minimum requirement that we ask that you come in, but it's really doable for the kids. Um, but we want to keep them creating. Right. We want to make sure that they're connecting and they're creating and that they're inspired mm -hmm. by what our teachers are teaching them. So uh, every Friday we'll do a collaborative show what you've learned, discuss the workshops that we've had this week and put them in breakout rooms to create and collaborate to move forward to what we want to share with the public. Wonderful, wonderful. So why don't you? So let's go into what specifically then is is Giving Day um, for Chance Theater all about? Speak up, or is it all the pro the youth programs in general? You maybe just give people listening and that are going to participate on that day. What are you um, going to focus the funds on? We are, you know, we have a lovely the Todd, Todd and Linda White, who are amazing supporters, are doing matching funds right now. And we want to make our programs are all hand in hand, you know, because our mission statement is so very clear of bringing connection, compassion, creativity together in our community. It goes hand in hand with our with our um, with our educational programs. Our educational programs are happening now. So we have an emergent need right now. 
because every day, I mean, when we get off this call, I will check my forms and I will have 10 new applicants. I, I check, I check our, our forms by the hour and there is always new names on there. So I can only imagine what's gonna happen by next week. So we do have an emerging need right now to serve these kids because we don't wanna say, you know, we don't wanna say like, no, yeah. we don't have room for you or we can't support you. So that's our emerging need for this summer. But we are moving forward with our veterans program. We are moving forward into putting that funds in, those funds into our theater as well to make sure that we can keep our theater alive and we can keep our artists, our community alive who feeds off of our theater. So um, the funds are going into the whole, all of it, all of it, but we're gonna make sure that we keep these programs going for the summer. That's good. And so you have a $2,000 matching gift from yeah. Todd White. So that's awesome. So which that, that means for everybody who participates that day, just so they know that when you give a dollar, it actually equates to $2. So um, the more you give, then the, the more that goes to Chance Theater. So your total goal then is 4000 for the day. Is that for the it? day, yeah. Okay, got it. Um, and then I, I see um, on the website, so just so everyone knows, you'll be able to get a link to that, you know, for everyone to see. Mm -hmm. So you can go to your page, your personal page and um, see. And then um, any anything you wanna say about um, if anyone wants to do a peer-to-peer? -peer? I'm sorry. <laughs> if any, it's okay, if anyone wants to do a peer-to-peer -peer fundraising on behalf of Chance Theater, they can also reach out to you and oh, um, this is an opportunity for, you know, parents and, and the youth to participate in something that, uh, you know, that has given back, given to them, you know, for all these years. And it, I think it's important when you're building a culture of philanthropy that um, that the community knows and understands how Chance Theater is able to make this happen. And they're able to make it happen through donors like Linda and Todd White. Mm -hmm. um, I know you've got, you've, you've you know, your, your uh, theater is called the Betty Aiken, you know, the yeah. Aiken Family Theater. And we so, have, you know, even at our gala, which we weren't able to have this year, um, mm -hmm. we have individual students that are sponsored. Um, you know, mm -hmm. the cost for each student in the program is about $600 for each Okay. Um, so we have amazing supporters in our community who are mm -hmm. who step up and really make sure that, because they come to the show and they see the need for it and they see the kids year after year and they see our vets year you know year after year program after program that this is so important for them yeah. we're so grateful for our community but we have to keep it going now we have to make yeah. sure because we still have a lot more work to do right now right now more than ever we really need conversation we really need to come together and we need to, mm -hmm. we need to hear from our community we need to hear what people have to say yeah. and we are able to do that our speak yeah. up program has been quite successful in that and we'd love to expand the program and just keep it keep it going. Good, good. One thing I'm really yeah. proud of is we have, well, our first summer to our second summer of the spectrum, every single kid came back. Oh, we are at sixty to seventy percent of returning students of all of our program. All of the vets come back. Everybody comes back, and I think that that really says a lot. It does. Yeah, it does. And I, I think it's a great too that, you know, even doing things like this, taking the opportunity to share with other or um, other community members, the impact you have on the community through the arts and, and through this ability to, to bring a different way of working with youth and working with veterans. Mm. Um, you know, as a lot of people are saying, it's therapeutic. Um, but also, I think it's important for everyone to know, oh, no, we lost Karen. We lost Karen. <laughs> um, she'll probably hop back in. Yeah. But 
I think it's important, you know, for people, you know, like the recipients, you know, parents and and your child, Natalie, um, to know that Chance Theater is a nonprofit, right. and you know, they do uh, they do live and breathe off of um, funds from the community. And right now, their ticket sales are down. Um, so the whatever funding or or um, social enterprise, you know, business that they had going on, it's um, lessening um, the uh, the impact from a monetary standpoint. Right. And so I think uh, it, it's a good opportunity to share to those who are listening or who will listen that um, here she is. She's coming on in. <laughs> hey. She's making a dramatic entrance. It happens. <laughs> it happens. Um, Karen, I was just, I was just, you know, sharing with uh, Natalie, but also everyone listening. We lost her again. She she had some audio issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, just I think it's good for people to know that um, nonprofits are struggling. Nonprofits are trying to find their way to uh, to sustain and to keep moving on. And um, that one way to do it is through a giving day. So um, this is an opportunity not just for them to to raise money, but also for the public and the community to be a part of it. Right. Right. To, have a peer-to-peer -peer fundraising page or to um, to just post. So for those of you that are um, listening but feel like monetarily you can't provide anything, um, like like this page, like um, like your community foundation, like Chance Theater on Facebook, share it and be a part of the the marketing and the momentum behind sharing about this amazing organization. So Right. And as we said earlier, I think now more than ever we need these conversations. I think the arts is it's it's invaluable. And those of you in the audience yeah. who are artists, you know that. You know yes. the power of live theater, you know the power yeah. of writing. You you know all of that. Um and yeah. I think today I mean, just read a newspaper or do, yeah. I don't know if those are still published, but <laughs> go, go on Google yeah. News, go on the internet and just look and, and those connections, mm -hmm. those human to human connections, I think um, we, we can't overstate it. And the arts is one, one great way to express it. And unfortunately, as we were saying earlier, it's the, it's the one area of our society that's suffering right now um, yeah. due to the fact that we can't all be together in person. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, I, I love chance and I'm going to continue to support with my voice and with my money <laughs> um, but, and, and with my kids, you can have my kids too. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Yeah. It's, it's just super important at this point right now. Yeah. Great. Yeah, Karen. Um, we you know we're, we're tailing the end. So sorry, we lost you. No, yeah, um, I have no idea why. So any yeah, any final thoughts uh, that you want to share um, about? Yeah, uh, I, you know, we're being there's a lot. There's a lot to give to. There's a lot of organizations that need our help and need our support right now. And I would just love to continue this conversation because um, the impact of empowering our community, of being able to come together and to share our voice has, is more, it's bigger than us. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's how I think we're going to heal. I think it's how I think I think we have to move into a place of healing. Our kids have been through a lot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we were talking the other day. These are kids yeah. who have who have gun safety drills. Mm -hmm. Right, I know all year long, and ending and being in your home. These are mm -hmm. kids that are hearing adults screaming at each other. These are kids who are politically charged. These are kids who yeah. know what's going on, and um, 
we have a lot to learn from them and, and, and the impact of what we can do is big. Yeah. And I just hope that that, I know that there's a lot to give to right now. And there's a lot of organizations and um, just, I, I hope that people see value in the community because we really yeah. want to build that community. Yes. And yes, you're right. And it's like, uh, you know, in times of crisis, we go to the, the obvious. And I think with COVID, it was food and mm -hmm. safety and security. Um, and I keep reminding people that, yes, it's important. It's all basic needs. Um, but mental health is forever and, um, and, and connectivity and relationships. And so we have safety. And so we, well, I understand, well, we all understand, right? There's a, a pecking order and a triaging to things. We don't want to forget the long-term part mm -hmm. to this. And you know, we, um, something that I do want to mention is that every single student is scholarshiped in. I'd mentioned mm -hmm. the price. Um, but because yeah. of our community support and because of yes. um, our grant funding, and we are yeah. able to offer this program free of charge to every student, which is pretty incredible. We yes. actually lost some of our funding, which we, you know, which needed to go other places, you know, and when we understand that. Uh -huh. um, but um, this is uh, this is really important, and we really appreciate you giving us this platform to yes. just thank you know what what we're doing. Of course. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing it. And Natalie, as a, a parent and a recipient of the program, thank you for being here and My giving your voice and sharing. You know, it's not often it's a treat when we get to hear from those that experience, you know, the the, the impact. So thank you for for sharing all of that. Well, I think um, we had a lot of activity. So, you know, thank you, ladies. This was a great conversation. I wish uh, you luck next Wednesday. Don't forget, everybody, June 17th. Um, Impact Anaheim, uh, Impact Anaheim Youth uh, Giving Day. We'll make sure that there's a link on the page. And um, again, ways to get, there's more than one way to give. It's not just monetary. It could be um, following Chance Theater, sharing, liking, um, or even just doing a peer-to-peer -peer fundraising page. You can contact Karen for more info. Um, but at the end of the day, um, it's all about giving back to your community. Yes. So, well, thank, thank you. you. We actually, if anyone is interested in joining us this summer, we have um, information sessions this Thursday. Oh, okay. Yeah, this Thursday, it's a Zoom information session, Thursday at 6.30 and Saturday at 11 o'clock. And the link to RSVP to get the Zoom link is on our website. And we also okay. have two information sessions coming up for the Spectrum program as well. So if you oh, are someone who just wants more information, I, I highly recommend joining the meetings because you'll get a chance to talk to returning students and meet the okay. staff. Great. Well, if you if you're listening and that was interesting, just comment and uh, somebody Casey has been watching the whole time, so I'm sure he'll jump on. it. <laughs> All right. So we'll we'll end with that. And then um, just you, you two just hold on really quick, but I'll just end the stream and then sure. we'll go for there. So say bye to everyone. Thank, Thank you. Everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you.